This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. And we're back. Look at this. This is amazing. Yay. We took a few weeks off, it seems. Tana is alive. I was I starting am. to get emails that you can't keep, you know, pretending someone's alive. You gotta, uh, you gotta tell us the truth. Tana is alive. I'm here. She, you can tell by her tan that she's been vacationing a lot. I'm just kidding. She's no, alive, I'm not. The um, but uh, yeah. So you know, we took two, three weeks off. You know, it's um, yeah. it's been an interesting month. You know, we had the midterms. We've had inflation. Mm-hmm. We've had earnings. We've had all these things going on. And, um, you know, and the jury's still out on a couple things, but it's, uh, you know, we just had Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Tana. Thank you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being back in action. I had to do a couple solo flights on here before. I know Um, you did a great job though. I know, but I, it's boring (laughs) to talk to myself. The, um, but Hey, we have a lot to be grateful for. You know, we live in this beautiful world in this wonderful country. We've got decent weather. And uh, I can still stand up and walk out the door here. Yep. So that's that's good news. Got the health. Um, a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. as always. Today, we're going to kind of just touch on some economic information. Remember, go back to my recordings on YouTube or Rumble, wherever you watch the shows, or even in the podcast back last week of September. We did a show that we said we see the bottom, and we talked about kind of this, this three-course meal to get the stock market to go up. It was earnings, mm-hmm. midterms, and inflation, you know, will the feds do something? And so earnings came out, you know, mm-hmm. they were, they were weak, but earnings were positive. Actually revenue growth was, was higher than the five-year trend. So that was good to see. So companies are making money. That is a positive. Um, the midterms, a uh, little, little hit still, and miss there, yeah. right? Figuring uh, it out too. learned that we don't follow polling. <laughs> Yeah, let's wait to see what happens before we get carried away on polling. But the most important thing about midterms is it provided certainty. We now really understand what happened. Um, and two is, even though it's a slim majority, now that we have fractured government, I've said a hundred times on this show, historically, the stock market does the best when a Democratic president has a split Congress. Mm-hmm. It means that there's a little more uh, sitting on your hands going on when it comes to big spending. So mm-hmm. hopefully for the sense of inflation and sanity, Mr. Government can't spend too much more money or get too carried away for the next couple of years. So that is a positive. That is a conclusion. We know something. The stock market has been grinding higher since then. And then we get to inflation. Obviously, last month's inflation read was a positive Mm -hmm. one. Inflation, the annualized headline number that they like to use, came down to 7.7% after peaking in June at 9.1%. So market's been grinding higher. And then we get to uh, the whole point of the inflation conversation is that will the Fed pivot? Very exciting thing. And the pivot is kind of defined in a couple ways. One is, will they slow down the rate increases? Two, will they stop the rate increases? And three, will they actually drop rates? You know, when could all of those things happen? Mm -hmm. That third phase of the pivot, 
market goes up like a missile, <laughs> like Kim Jong Un shooting rockets over Japan or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's what the stock market's gonna do. Um, so, you know, we uh, inflation's coming down. Mm-hmm. The Feds uh, just let their their meeting notes out last week that we have a Fed meeting here December. Uh, hold your breath. I got this from memory. December 13th, I think, is the Fed meeting, meaning December 12th is when inflation read for November comes out. Hmm. Those are going to be some big couple days. You get yes. another positive surprise in inflation. Guess what? Market's going to have a great rally at the end of the year. You get a huge great. negative surprise. could be problematic. But hey, the dollar's been weakening. Commodities are rolling over. Mm-hmm. Oil's in the low 70s. The treasury's been falling. Real estate's imploded. You know, everything that was inflation pressure pressure six months ago isn't all of a sudden. Yeah. So let's just hope we're That's crossing all of our fingers, Tana, cross everything. Cross it all. <laughs> cross we're everything. Cross and hope that uh, we get a positive inflation read. <laughs> yeah. The expectation at the moment is the feds are now in pivot phase number one of reducing the rate increases. So it's likely in December in a couple of weeks, they'll raise interest rates a half a percent. So there's an 80% chance of that. At the moment, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and we might be kind of done after that. So we're going to talk about that. But before we go, Tana, I've already spent, let's see, I've already spent five minutes jibber-jabbering with myself. <laughs> Tana was It was a good recap. Over the last couple of days, she must have been super bored not spending time with her family on Thanksgiving. She, no, so I, she's forwarding me CNBC articles. I spent a lot of time with my family. I really enjoyed it. I did. All right, so tell me about some of these articles you sent. Forget your family. Yeah, no, I I was really surprised. I sent you these articles because it was just so surprising that even though we're like, you know, that scary thought of recession that we're in and and, uh, inflation and all these things that we've been talking about, people are spending so much money. It is unbelievable. So I just wanted to kind of take a look at that. Hang on, I lost lost my slides here. That was very unclimactic. <laughs> I apologize. Hang on, wait for it. Wait for it. All right, it's back. Yay! And, you know, and it's funny when you sent that. I saw. I thought the same thing too. I, yeah. I was waiting on Saturday and Sunday and a little bit of Monday to kind of see how Black Friday numbers sure. would come out. Spending is two tranches: Black Friday, which is really Turkey Thursday. <laughs> And then, and then you have Cyber Monday, right? So we're, yeah. we're recording this on Cyber Monday. So we don't know the end result today. But like Tana was saying, you know, Black Friday broke the bank. Nine yeah. billion dollars, over nine billion spent. Unbelievable. I didn't even well, think to go online on Thanksgiving. I was so busy hanging out with family. I didn't even think to go shopping. <laughs> that's very thoughtful of you. Well, actually, and that's I what just, everybody did. It's not important to me. So, Well, this other article you sent, I think, even reinforces that. Yeah. That um that, that more money was spent on Thursday. Yeah. On Thanksgiving and, yeah. and online. Yeah. Pretty it's crazy. So out of the nine billion, it looks like a little over five billion was spent online on Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was everybody doing, man? <laughs> They're staring at their focused. phones. They've got their <laughs> cranberry sauce. <laughs> the Christmas list. Oh dear. No, it's it's crazy. But yeah. it, but it is incredible. And the point you're making is is very unique and that is I thought we were in a recession. I thought the mm-hmm. consumer was falling apart. I thought no one had any money anymore and the recession was imminent right. and all things are bad. And you know, and yeah, here we you are. Would, you would think they would be pulling it back, just like I do in my household. When I see things like this happening, I actually, you know, think, okay, what can I save money on? What can I pull back on? What 
what can we live without? Like there's things so, like, you just you go don't from, like need. a like a dry aged flay to like a, a wet aged. <laughs> like how how would you define your, your pullbacks on your your spending? Well, there's just you know eating out less, or you yeah. know maybe not going to the movies because it's not that important, or or you know just got to be some movies out. There's just things things that you just cut back on, and then hmm. like your existing bills. I look at, you know, could I be saving money on my auto bill? Could I be saving money, you know, my cell phone bill? What are things that I can kind of chip away I at? Got, and, I just got my homeowner's insurance them. thing for the, the year. Right. And I just had that thought. I'm like, yeah. Go Is there a way shop, that I could spend, shop yeah. that thing around? Save some money. Yeah. Spend Come less. On. Definitely. Come on, man. Well, and that's the problem because everything seems to be getting more expensive. Oh, this yeah. Sorry, I, I'd already scrolled down in this article yeah. that you had sent. Yeah, so over $400 more per month we are spending in our households in the United States. And I can feel it. Absolutely. And everybody I talk to, they can feel it. And, you know, just going to the grocery store alone, I think, um, you know, eggs, milk, they're just so much more expensive than what we're used to to paying. Yeah, it just really adds up so quickly. That's crazy. So if you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, uh, Tana's article here on CNBC is saying that, you know, due to inflation, our costs are up a lot. People are mm-hmm. spending, you know, four or 500 bucks more a month. And they got this little grid here that goes through the, the associated costs of this stuff. And, you know, Tana, we eat a lot of eggs at our house. Now we, we normally <laughs> we get them too. at Costco. We've had to go from Every pasteurized yeah. or, or free range. No, now we eat the <laughs> What is it? The, the cheaper one? farms at, at Winco, the ones where like the shell's so thin, they just <laughs> sneeze on it and it cracks. Oh dear. The, um, that is terrible. But eggs are more expensive. You yeah. Know, airline fares are up 40%. Butter and margarine. Who eats margarine for clarity? Nobody. That is not healthy. So I was reminding my wife that I can remember when we were younger, how margarine was supposed to be the healthier option to butter. Right. Remember that? It's not. It was it's mo- it's actually one it's, molecule away it, from being a plastic. It, it's basically just frozen <laughs> vegetable oil or something. And, it's disgusting. Um, so everything's still very expensive. Let's yeah. see. Oh, there's some positives though. Smartphones are down twenty percent. <laughs> now they're only two grand. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. You. Now, now think about the perspective of that. Think about how scammy that is of, right? of any line item. How did you buy a smartphone uh, ten years ago? You walked into AT and T and they said. Oh, hey, bro, if you sign a two-year contract, we'll give you a free phone. So now you fast forward and say, oh, we love you. You don't need to sign a contract. You do yeah. All you got to do is pay $23 a month for the next five years. Right. And, and you add the math up. $1,200 phone. <laughs> so somehow we've all they got get you either way. paying tenfold for what phones cost. Yeah. But they told us they're cheaper now. Uh, no, no, they're still, uh, no. you know. 800 not cheaper more than i was paying before yeah oh uh, look veal went down 3.6 percent. i <laughs> i never eat that <laughs> where do you get veal was my, my first question Which is, uh, you don't have a lamb tied to the ground so it can't walk around just you just keep it back there ready to terrible ready to go it's not what veal is isn't that like it's terrible baby no, lamb thank or you mm. Pet health food, insurance has gone up Get rid of your pets. That's all I can say there. <laughs> Don't do that. But health insurance up 20%. And I see that on a regular basis when I run <sighs> quotes for people. It's it's painful. 
That makes a good point, Tana. We need to do a Medicare show. We do. There's so much oh to talk gosh, about. I'm a Medicare. So, all right, this is depressing. Obviously, prices are higher. People are spending 400 bucks more. Mm-hmm. Tana, Tana's just going down the, the black hole of depression here, though, with her with her articles. So what do you got next here for us? Oh, dear. Credit card debt is up. Um, It's growing. It's terrible. <laughs> People are just using their credit cards. They're just swiping them like it's no big deal. They're not, like, paying mm-hmm. attention to, like... Right. You know, the interest rates on these credit cards are so high now. So, yeah, painful. And then, oh, you know, crazy. you've got mortgages, you know, you know, people getting into higher mortgage rates now with the 7% that we're sitting at. And it's just yeah. painful. Okay. So let, let's think about what, what Tana just did for us. Uh, people have gone out over the last weekend and spent a ton of money, way more than ever. Oh, by the way, their monthly expenses are higher and now all of their Mm -hmm. debts are way higher. Well, you're really creating a a picture of joy for the human. So I want to counter it. So I'm going to counter it. So I I saw these articles. I actually spent like eight seconds preparing for this today. So I went and found some things to counter this with. So this one, this is a good slide. So if anybody's watching this, like I said, on YouTube or Rumble, it's a lot easier to see this stuff than when you're listening to the podcast because I've got some pretty pictures. And what I have on here is I have a chart and it goes back to 1980 when Tana was born. And and so since 1980, what it shows is there's there's two lines. But the blue line is the total financial obligations that we all carry. And if you read in the small print, it says the total includes mortgage, Mm -hmm. consumer debt. So credit cards, auto leases, rents, homeowners insurance and property tax. And then what it shows is it shows a what it is as a percentage of your disposable income. So the, the struggle is when you talk about that $400 more a month, when you talk about people's credit cards and the debts and the 7%, blah, 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 blah. The problem is, are we always talking about the same dollar, right? Is the dollar the same as it was two years not, ago, is the no, same it was 10 years ago, not, or certainly no. in the 80s? Right. And so as much as debt goes up and spending goes up, so does income. Mm-hmm. And so what this chart okay. shows for the last 40 years is it shows how much, what is the percentage of our debt relative to our financial obligations? And, you know, you, you can kind of see here, like in the, in the, during the great recession, right? The big crash of 08 was kind of a high watermark where our, our mm-hmm. debt obligations were the better part of 20% of our disposable income from wages. And that number has consistently fallen and it's fallen and it went down a lot pre COVID and then, or during COVID and then it kind of back up. But if you look at this chart, even though our debts are higher, our credit cards, our mortgages, our car payments, all this stuff stinks. Well, oh, by the way, our actual physical wages are higher, too, by default. I mean, what was minimum wage in 1980, Tana? I don't know. <laughs> don't that would have been a good one to look up. <laughs> yeah, you know, 75 cents. You know, now it's 15 bucks minimum, right? Yeah. So people are making more money than they were before. And we're actually at a historical low spot of the obligations as a percentage of our income. So look, I'm a provident living person. I think you should all be out of debt. I think you should all pay your credit cards off. I think you should pay off your mortgage as fast as you can, pay off your car as fast as you can. I do not like debt. I do not want to owe the man nothing. I don't, yeah. need, you know, anybody hassling me. Okay, Let's minimum wage that. in 1980, because oh. I had to look it up. I'm sorry, that you just made me curious. by the way. That was incredible. $3.10. So my 75 cents was off. 
Okay. But but think of that as a as an increase. If right. you had that minimum wage worker now making 15 bucks an hour, you know, that's a pretty big increase. Yeah. You know? So mathematically, everything is relative. And you have to look sure. at things relative. And when you look at things relative, the reality is things aren't so bad. And ironically, if you're looking at this chart, the total financial obligations that people have, they're still lower than they were in 2019. Yeah. You know, even though we're talking about this surge in credit card debt, surge and all this stuff, and it's all crazy. Well, it's funny how our debt obligations are, are just still kind of at this low watermark. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good point. Not too upsetting. Now let's talk uh, economy real quick. What time is it? I guess we're 16 minutes. Okay. I'm going to do some high level stuff because we haven't touched on this in a while. I was talking about inflation. Um, inflation is going to be the one of the biggest drivers to what the feds do going to be one of the biggest drivers to the stock market over the next kind of six, 12, 18 months. The M2 money supply, Tan and I have talked about this a thousand times with everybody. This is the money supply. It has grown steady Eddie for a long stinking time. In fact, since it was recorded here, let me go to a different screen. I know nobody can see this. They started checking all this hubbub back in 1960, excuse me, 1959. I apologize for misleading you. So it's 1959, February. And it always grew at a steady rate, more or less about 6% a year. Then all of the sudden, what happened in the money supply turned up like a missile in Mm -hmm. 2020 and 2021. We grew the money supply at 40%, fastest recorded pace increase. So you see the long-term trend line in this picture, and then you see this massive lurch forward a couple of years ago. Well, a phenomenon has been happening. I've told you guys all, I don't, don't hold me to this percentage. 80% of our inflation issues are because of the money supply. Mm. And the money supply has been rolling over and drying up all year. It went down last month. It went down in April. It's in the last almost 12 months, it's trended at a negative 2% rate. Let me tell you something. That is the slowest growth in money mm-hmm. supply since 1959, since 1960. That's when we started tracking it. So ever since we've tracked money supply, this is the, the slowest pace of the decline we've ever seen. In fact, it's probably the slowest ever. We just never tracked it before. That is amazing in and of itself. That is the inflation drying up out of the system. You That's see the gap point. here that we put on the chart. There's still about a $3.8 trillion excess of money in the system from this mm-hmm. big bubble we created. That's what we're drying up. This chart, I showed it a, a number of months ago. It was at $4.4 trillion. The gap is drying up. That's why inflation is really rolling over. It takes six to 12 months to see that meaningful change in the money supply. Excuse me, in inflation from the money supply. So this is great news to me. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Here we have the money supply growth, the blue line versus the federal budget deficit. So what did the feds do in the last couple of years? They spent a ton of money on COVID stimulus checks. And so that caused the deficit to increase. I mean, that's the scam of the president right now. He keeps saying, I'm the deficit reducer. Uh, No, you're not. You guys haven't changed anything about your actual spending. Just simply because there hasn't been any COVID checks that went out that artificially increased the deficit doesn't mean you get to take credit that we've cut our spending. We're so responsible Uh, because that spending never existed in the system before. And so you can kind of see as the blue line and the red line roll over, M2 money growth is cratering down. The deficit has gone down a lot because we're getting past this COVID policy. Mm -hmm. 
Here's a beautiful picture of money demand. Guess what? When it goes up, that's problematic for inflation. What's it doing, Tana? Guesses? Guesses. Going down. <gasps> it's going down. <laughs> this is positive for inflation. What a modern miracle. This one's credit spreads. Credit spreads speak to the health of corporations, speak to the health of, of our businesses. Credit spreads are really low and really tight. You can kind of see here right in the middle of the chart. Gray bars are recessions. The big red line spikes up a lot. Gray line recession, red line spikes up a lot. Word of really mellow, historically boring time of credit spreads. There's not a lot of risk out in our companies. Our credit, our, yeah. our balance sheets look good. Our That's cash great flows news. look good. These companies are doing way better than people want to pretend they are. Mm -hmm. Whew, I got fired up. I apologize for that. <laughs> so what, what is the No, that was good stuff. The whole theme is things will progress. We probably mm -hmm. have a very tumultuous 12 months ahead of us still in the stock market. <laughs> Tan and I believe the stock market's going to go up higher here through the fourth quarter. We're going to get some positive inflation data. The feds will start pivoting. All of that will bring the market higher. Then we have to reposition immensely to what do earnings outlook in the first quarter look like for the rest of the year for next year, you know, and then see where the recessionary pressure from the fed rate increases actually could impact us. And so it's going to be a busy, you know, year, 18 months as we kind of work through the, the havoc that COVID has created on our economics. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, I think these are all positive things. I, I, I would encourage all of you to be careful with your spending. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter Definitely. if your income comes up, save money, be responsible, be pragmatic. Don't be emotional with your finances, mm -hmm. you know. You gotta. I, I always think of the, uh, the 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 parable of the grasshopper and the ants. Tana, do you know that one? The grasshopper and the ants. Oh my gosh, you don't know that. What's wrong with you? That's <laughs> where, like, you know, like the in the summertime, the ants were all working hard to save all the food up, and the grasshoppers like partying and playing his fiddle <laughs> or something. And then the winter comes, and the ants are all sitting fat and happy in their hole, eating all their food, hanging out, and he's out in the cold, freezing his ass off. And well, look, you got a imagery and, and then the ants feel bad for him. I have to bring him in, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. The, the point okay. is there's a lot of uncertainty out there. There's a lot of anxiety. We, we still have a, a war going on in Europe. We still have a freezing winter to get through in Europe and the United States. When you talk about energy supplies and things of that nature, right. we've got North Korea shooting rockets all over the place. We, it's just, there's so much chaos. The economics that Tan and I try to bring to the table are to try to create, you know, a positive outlook to say, hey, look, things aren't as bad as we think. There are a lot of good things going on behind the scenes, but the reality is there's still a lot of uncertainty in this world. And so we always want to be responsible with our finances. So, hey, um, that was quite the, the big brother message there. But if you have any questions, please give us a call. 805-500-7035. Uh, you can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. And we appreciate all the feedback. We mm -hmm. appreciate all of the viewers and listeners. Um, you know, like I said, I, we, we hope that we'll be back doing this through the holidays, but we hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. And happy New Year. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll bug you guys later. Toodaloo. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 
800-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.